Welcome to Healing After Birth, a mindful podcast for mothers. This is a podcast for moms who want to explore matters of the heart and find meaning in motherhood. Are you struggling with motherhood? Are you having a hard time during the postpartum period? Did you have a difficult, challenging, or traumatic birth experience? Do you want to learn more about postpartum mental health? Join me, your host, Jennifer, author and creator of the Healing After Birth program, as I explore these topics and more during candid conversations with professionals and everyday moms like you. Hello, and welcome back to the Healing After Birth podcast. This is your host, facilitator, creator, author of the Healing After Birth program, Jennifer Sommerfeld. And today I have with me Liz Winters. And Liz is a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified pre and postnatal coach, unapologetic foodie, and of course, a mama. She is the owner of Liz Winters Wellness, an online platform dedicated to helping women move through all walks of motherhood with ease through meaningful fitness and nutrition programs, healthy living support, and hundreds of delicious recipes. After the unexpected loss of her son, Liz set out to char- to change, not charge, <laughs> the way <laughs> women walk through pregnancy and infant loss by creating the support programs. While this is effing sucks, the grieving mama's guide to postpartum recovery after loss and from speechless to supportive, how to support a loved one after pregnancy loss. You can find Liz on Instagram at Liz Winters Wellness, and she co-hosts the Beyond Birth podcast um, that you can also find at LizWintersWellness.com, and links to the programs will be in the show notes. So I would like to welcome Liz to the program. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So Liz, let's just jump right in. I was looking at your website and it's beautiful, by the way. (laughs) And in particular, I was drawn into, you know, the part about who you are. Thanks for being here. And I'm just going to read this little piece that you wrote. And this might be a good way for us to start. So you said that motherhood is an incredible gift, but pregnancy and postpartum experiences can leave us feeling disconnected, overwhelmed, exhausted, and like a shadow of our former selves. Motherhood isn't meant to be done alone. So I want you to think of me as the mom friend you can turn to for all things fitness, nutrition, and healthy living through pregnancy and postpartum. Together we'll have you feeling healthy, strong, and connected through your motherhood adventure. So this is a big theme I'm noticing anyways in today's day of motherhood um, around this like calling out about motherhood being isolating, feeling disconnected, even though we're quote more connected <laughs> through social media. <laughs> um, and so I'm just curious what you have to say about that idea. And what inspired you to do the work that you're doing? Yeah, you know, I think um, the landscape has changed so much since my my first pregnancy. Um, I have a three and a half year old 
who will probably poke her head in at some point while we're talking, um, as three and a half year olds do. Um, but through my postpartum experience, you know, pregnancy, I felt relatively supported. Everyone's very excited. Um, but then postpartum, nobody really knows what to do with Mm -hmm. you, (laughs) especially if it's your, if it's your first pregnancy or you have, um, perhaps you're the first of your friend group, which was my case to really have mm-hmm. kids and, um, that support, it, it just isn't there. Cause I don't think people know what to mm-hmm. do or how to support you. Um, and so you can, you can turn to the internet and you'll find lots and lots of resources. And a lot of them just kind of, in, in my experience made me feel like garbage. Um, it made me feel like I was, this was supposed to be a really intuitive, and I should just know what I'm doing naturally. And so if I was struggling, I wasn't normal. Um, mm. And so I really set out to kind of change that narrative that it doesn't need to look like this beautiful Pinterest worthy version of parenting, um, that, that your interpretation of parenting or motherhood really can look however it needs to look like for you. And it can be messy and it can be joyful and you can love it and you can hate it. And it can be all of the things in between all at the same time. Mm. Um, so really just creating that safe space for parents to show up how they're feeling that day. So did you have an impression prior to your postpartum as to what it should look like? Were you already forming an opinion or being informed by media as to what, what this needs to look like and feel like? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I was working in a, um, a pretty typical, I got a pretty good career and working nine to five. And it's like, I'll go back to work and my baby will be happy. Breastfeeding will be easy. Uh, we'll bond really quickly. Um, but I had, I had no idea what I was walking into in terms of those first, especially six weeks postpartum with the intense hormone shifts, um, really the, the physical changes for the, my body, um, you know, pregnancy, I've been fortunate in all of my pregnancies to, I really enjoy being pregnant for the most part. Um, I mean, there, there are parts that are no fun, but um, I, I, that kind of body disconnect, I think it's really magical. I was like, this is my body's doing this really cool thing. And then postpartum it's, you don't recognize the person in the mirror, right? The baby's on the outside and we're told that, you know, our body should be back to where it was before. We should have no evidence of ever having had a mm. child. Um, and that's not a fair expectation to put on anybody. Um, but it's what you see, especially as a first time mom navigating this, this arena is like, this is what you see is like, get your body back, get back into that space. This is what motherhood should look like. Mm. Um, and it almost feels like you can't win in terms of what that, what parenting should look like postpartum, especially when you're choosing between career or working from home or, or being a, um, a stay at home mom, um, and, and understanding that it doesn't have to look like one of these three things, right? It can be a mishmash of any mm-hmm. of it and whatever works for you. And that's, that's what I'm doing. Where do you think you picked up that perception? What informed it? Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of things, I'm sure social media probably played a really big role in it. It's just kind of what, what you see, the, the fun algorithms, mm-hmm. right? Um uh, TV, probably. Mm. I have really strong women in my family. I'm, I come from a really awesome, um, group of role models and 
I, I feel very fortunate in that, but my family isn't close by They're They're at least a three hour drive mm-hmm. away. Um, and so I didn't see that emotional or physical struggle that they endured when my, when my sisters had kids for the first time. Um, I wasn't really privy to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, it, part of it was unexpected. And then part of it was just, you just see the, the butterflies and rainbows part of it on social media. It's, it's so interesting. So you said the platform has changed in three and a half years, right? And so my oldest is going to be 20. And okay. of course, I can relate to a lot of what today's moms are talking about in regards to just not feeling or receiving the support that they didn't know they would have needed in the postpartum. And, you know, well, 18 years ago, after the birth of my second son was the first time that I had received support from other mothers in my community in the postpartum period. And it completely changed the game. And I didn't know what I was missing after my first birth, you know, because there is this rush. It's like this sense of rush to get back to quote normalcy. Absolutely. Because nobody is saying to us, and, and I, and I'm thinking that because we have a lot more of these conversations through podcasting and social media and books, you know, there's a lot more access today to information that wasn't necessarily available 20 years ago Um, but nobody was saying to us look you're about to be transformed into a mother this journey that you're going through is going to rock your world and in the postpartum that's the time where you're starting to integrate what just happened holy shit Mm. I just (laughs) grew a human being in my body and somehow I managed to bring that human being earthbound. And yet we think that we're just going to go back to normal. Like, like we just went to the puppy store (laughs) and picked up a puppy. Like (laughs) it is a little mind blowing in my, you know, I mean, I remember, I remember being 23 when I was sitting there and just absorbing what had just happened, but trying to sort out um, how to just get on with things, like how to have a normal social two days later, socially connecting with my family or friends as, you know, Mm. as if it's like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, I just got this baby now. (laughs) It's like this new purse. It's fine. Right. I'm figuring (laughs) it out. (laughs) It's like, you know, yet every, every single ounce of your attention everything is orienting towards that newborn and nobody tells us that right it's it's incredible so okay so that was just my little interlude <laughs> oh i yeah i love it and i i agree wholeheartedly um and and i said the the, the, pot, the platform has changed but i also would argue that going in as a second time and third time mom, you're more aware of resources that you may have missed out on the first mm-hmm. time, especially when they start to kind of filter in. I mean, cause the, the, my first postpartum experience, I had no idea that there were parent support groups. I mean, I just, I didn't know that these were there and that they were close by. 
uh, and I searched the internet for him and I couldn't find him. Um, but now as I'm looking on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and these more social connecting areas, I can find like, okay, great. There's a baby blues connection group that meets on Tuesdays, or there's this new parent support group that I can go to. And I couldn't tell you if those existed before and they just weren't on my radar. Mm. Or if I'm just really seeking that connection with other parents to know that I'm not alone in this, this time around. Right. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, as, as parents, we get immersed in the world of parenting, but it's kind of a hard club to break into. Mm. Right. I mean, even during pregnancy, it's kind of one of those, like, wait, I'm sorry, what? I don't have to take everything that like, I don't have to accept this one authority as the whole, the whole story. Like I have an, I can have an opinion on this. Mm because it's so scary and new, you want a guide. Um, mm. And you end up putting all of your trust in that guide through pregnancy and then even in postpartum. And if the guide doesn't show up postpartum, you're kind of like, well, I guess that's it. It's on, it's on me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to hear your comment about wanting a guide. Of course we do. I mean, because we're navigating, a, like, especially when it's your first time around, right? Right. You're navigating this totally foreign territory and you're looking for those who have gone before you to kind of hold your hand through the process (laughs) and the problem is and this is what I think so many of us moms experience and we all deal with it differently which is fascinating but understandable so the problem is that there is no one guide. So you come up against mm. the mom who wants to be your guide, or you come up against the expert who wants to be your guide, or you come up against the book that wants to be your guide. And they're all saying different things. Right. And so there is no one way to navigate this territory. And that, that I think is actually part of the journey of coming into our power as a mother and as a parent. Absolutely. Is that we have to realize that, in my opinion, you know, my perspective on this is that once we realize that there is no external guide that's actually going to make it all good and better and tell us how to do this and, you know, all of those kinds of things that we're hopeful for, that we could just click our heels and it'll it'll all happen for us in the most beautiful possible (laughs) way. When we realize that we actually have to take charge of our own experience of this, and that we're actually the one who's raising our child. So it's incumbent upon us to actually look inside to find our inner guide versus outside. Then that is how we start to empower ourselves as a mother, from my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, I think when I, when I'm talking about guide, I'm just talking about having that support network, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not solely relying on that external source, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really about having that, you know, it, it takes a village almost approach, right? So you're getting the nurturing and support that you need to heal after birth mm-hmm. and the support to also raise this new life that like, the message isn't that you have to do this all alone. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I mean, so beautifully said, and I would like to acknowledge the work that you've been doing and let's transition to focusing a bit more on the work that you're doing because you are offering a very heart-centered guiding approach. It's almost like you are holding the hands of of mothers, in particular mothers who are grieving, which is a whole Mm. other category of postpartum. 
And in my experience, I know that mothers who are in grief because of loss and whether that loss is early miscarriage, late miscarriage, term miscarriage, or um, infant loss, they feel profoundly alone. Mm -hmm. Because it's as if my experience of working with these moms is as if they're walking through the world with a curse and nobody knows how to approach them. I'm curious if you would um, see it that way. Uh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's isolating in, in, in so many ways beyond the normal postpartum isolation. And I think there are so many different factors that go into it. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I lost my son at, at 39 mm. weeks um, after a, a completely uncomplicated pregnancy. Mm. Um, so, and not to say that, that that makes it worse, but it wasn't something we saw coming, right? right? There was no risk factor. Totally um, shocking. It was totally shocking. Yeah. And, um, you know, those, those weeks and months that followed, I was emotionally and just physically exhausted. And our community was wonderful. They really showed up for us, you know, with meals and support and offers to take um, our, our other daughter out, um, you know, just, just to like lighten our load. And that was, that was really wonderful. Um, but I think what was often forgotten is that like on a wider scale. So that was our closer circle. But if you, you moved out a couple rings mm -hmm. of, the, of support, people would forget that. And even I would forget, I'm still postpartum, right? I am still, I still carried a adorable tiny life mm -hmm. for nine months mm -hmm. um, that my body is still deserving of care. And um, I'm still a mom. And that narrative, as I started to connect with more and more lost moms mm -hmm. came up more frequently that this, there is this disconnect where there, it's like, there's no baby. So therefore I do not deserve postpartum care or I don't need postpartum care. I'm just going to return to life as normal. Mm. Um, well, and it's postpartum care and grief care. And grief care. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and I, I'm work in the postpartum uh, rehab and uh, fitness mm. world. Um, so encouraging moms to reconnect with their bodies mm. postpartum in a safe, safe mm -hmm. way. Um, but every time I'd open, you know, one of my programs or another program, it was, Hey, take your baby on a baby wearing walk as part of the recovery process. Mm -hmm. And for most moms that makes sense. But for me, it was just, you know, putting salt in the wound, um, and making me feel like I didn't count and I wasn't welcome here. And, um, I was, I was pissed to be perfectly honest. And, um, I looked and looked and looked to try and find different programs that were specific to this time frame, Um, and this, like this experience of postpartum and they didn't exist. There are some fantastic grief resources out mm -hmm. there. Um, but something that would talk about what my body needs mm. and how to reconnect with it, mm. um, that didn't exist in a way that I felt connected with. Can you speak a little bit to the, what you mean by there being grief resources, but that 
the piece about connecting to your body wasn't available. So how would you differentiate between those two? Yeah. So, um, in my work, we, I work a lot with like postpartum moms, um, who are, you know, four to 12 weeks postpartum and then beyond. And, um, we're doing a lot of like reconnecting with your core, how to start moving and building strength again, and really feeling like you can, you know, you have a baby and you feel like Bambi postpartum, right? Everything is really loose. (laughs) You don't recognize yourself. It's hard to move everything and you're tired and you're exhausted. And, I wanted that same kind of postpartum rehab specific that took into consideration the fact that I was grieving, my heart was broken, and I did not have what I had worked so hard to have Mm. with me. And so I I found and was sent several wonderful books about how to navigate kind of the emotional Mm -hmm. side of loss. Um, And I'll be honest, a lot of the language that was used didn't necessarily resonate with me. Um, but they resonate with other people. That's what, fine. What, can you speak um, to some of that language? It, it, it felt a lot. There were a lot of platitudes, uh-huh. right? Um, so it, it's like, if it didn't speak to you, I imagine it also doesn't speak to others. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's one of the reasons why I set out to write my program and why it's named in such <laughs> a, like <laughs> an, aggress- uh, well, not no. an aggressive way, but it's just like very clear about what, what it is and what it yeah, is like it and who it's for and probably it not. Sucks. Let's right? be honest. Yeah, it it's sucks. the most horrible thing that a mom is going to go through. Yeah. And I just needed somebody to say it and nobody was saying it like mm. that. And so I was like, well, if nobody else is going to say it like that, I'm going to say it. Mm. Um, because to me, there's no other way to say it. Right. Right. So you weren't feeling like you were getting the, the emo- even the emotional support. Like it wasn't meeting you where you were at. It wasn't highlighting right. what it was that you were experiencing. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Um, it was a lot of, um, I, I think when I was, especially when I was looking for the support, I was really angry mm-hmm. and I needed somebody to tell me like, yeah, you should be, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And not say like, oh dear one and try and like hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that could be comforting to somebody but it definitely wasn't for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You needed somebody to meet you in your anger and validate it and not, right. And not coddle you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people would feel the same way. Hmm. And so then you also noticed that your body was experiencing postpartum recovery and there was an Mm -hmm. added confusion to that because I'm sure many moms and in my experience of working with moms they want to ignore the body absolutely because the body is a reminder and then of course we have our internalizations as to you know what our body did or didn't do for us sure it's learning to trust your body again mm-hmm. is a huge huge part of it um, I had one close friend who lost a, <clears throat> lost her son at 20 weeks um, and went back to work mm. in two oh, days. Dear. And, beca- and a lot of people hadn't known that she was pregnant right. yet. Um, and so it was just like you walk through the world mm. carrying this ghost with mm-hmm. you that nobody else can see. Mm. That's really well said. Oh, that makes my heart ache. 
Right. So you created this program Mm -hmm. and maybe let's tell the listeners a little bit about what they could expect in these programs. I really like that you have one for um, how, like how loved ones can support you. Yeah. And I think that um, I, I'll speak to that one first. Um, I, I think that what I noticed after we were kind of coming out of the, the immediate shadows um, Mm -hmm. was that we, because of the position that I have put myself in, a lot of people would reach out and be like, Hey, I don't know what to say to this person, or Mm -hmm. I don't know how to support you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you help me? (laughs) Can you help me help you? Um, And realize that there was a, there was a big need for, for that specific resource Mm -hmm. out there to help people go from what I say from speechless to supportive and because pregnancy loss is so common, um, statistics say that one in four pregnancies will end in loss. And so it's, it's pretty much guaranteed that one of your friends or loved ones will lose a pregnancy at some point. And that could be a very early miscarriage, which is still devastating, mm-hmm. or it could be a full-term loss, or it could be infant mm-hmm. loss. Um, and knowing people, making sure that people are equipped with at least rudimentary resources to know what to say or how to show up. I think is so crucial. Um, and you don't want to be necessarily searching for those in the moment. So if you can know that these resources exist right now and then tune into them when you need them, I think it's, I think it's can be so valuable um, because often people just don't know what to say or they don't know what they need or how you can help. Mm-hmm. And they worry about causing more stress and grief. Totally. Um, and so in this program, I really focus on (laughs) teaching people how to listen without trying to fix and um, give a lot of really tangible ways to provide support from near or far. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I think, again, for me, I'm a very like, I'm a very action oriented person. Mm -hmm. So when someone is speaking in like big generalities, I'm like waving my hand above my head as if you can see me Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) way up in in the sky. Um, Yes, you can draw on that from your own experience, but if you are so lost in what to do or say or need, having some really concrete, like here is how you can show up and here is what you can say to get started, mm-hmm. I think is infinitely valuable. I would, um, so that that's a big part of the program. And then understanding how to support yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because I pregnancy loss doesn't just impact the person who was pregnant or the immediate family, like it, it ripples out into the community and it affects them in some way. So who is it appropriate to turn to for support in that situation? It's not the pregnant or the formerly pregnant person. I can tell you that. Um, so what can you do to kind of ease your mind, understand what happened? So you aren't asking the grieving family, these questions, um, how to process your own grief and then learn what to say from there. It's brilliant. And it's absolutely needed. These resources are exceptional. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for creating something that is um, that is needed from a place of taking your grief experience and what I would call turning it into gold. And that Thanks. that is what is encouraged for us to do with our grief. And it's not always easy. Well, it is never easy. No. <laughs> not at all. No. 
Um, and yeah, so tell us a bit more about the Grieving Mama's Guide to Postpartum Recovery. Is there anything in there that you would like moms to know they would receive? Yeah. Um, so I put together a really, and again, my background is in fitness and nutrition. Um, I put together a really intentional postpartum recovery plan. And so you can walk into that plan, open it up, start at week one and move through there. And it's a lot of really gentle movement. Mm. Um, we're not like going through and throwing barbells around right now. Um, <laughs> but learning how as much as we want to <laughs> or not, <laughs> or not, you know, you, you pick your, you, you choose, um, but really focusing on reconnecting with your body, mm. building that trust. Mm. Um, because I think that is something that is really lost. Mm. Um, in, in these, or can be lost in these experiences mm -hmm. and progressing it through there. So you'll, you'll build that strength and build that confidence as you move through. Um, and then again, it's all, you won't find baby wearing walks in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be specific to this time frame. Um, so you'll find a lot of breath work, um, a lot of movement flows mm -hmm. and then strength training for sure. Um, there's also a nutrition guide. And the nutrition guide support in here is really specific to support healing and mood and your energy. Mm -hmm. um, this postpartum again is already really tricky um, in terms of like feeling those intense hormone swings, mm -hmm. um, hungry and ragey and all of the things in between and trying to like find a balance, even keel. So, and then adding the trauma of grief on top of that, a trauma of loss. Mm -hmm. um, it just adds a whole other nuance to it. So, there's some nutrition support in there. And then there are some loss specific support resources around um, lactation, mm. whether you choose to um, like just understand that your milk may come in if you're picking up this program in the immediate days following loss, um, that, you know, if you're beyond 18 to 20 weeks, you may experience um, uh, your milk coming in and you have options and um, there are things you can do to either support supply or um, stop it. And so we point people in directions for there. And then um, there is a lot of mindfulness and stress reduction exercises that are specifically like grounding exercises. Um, that was one of my biggest experiences in the postpartum weeks, especially at night, is that your mind just wanders and spirals. And how can you bring yourself back down and really root yourself in the present moment um, and, you know, acknowledge those fears and anxieties, not trying to shut them up, but also not trying to live in that high wired anxious space. Oh, that sounds really comprehensive. Can we, can we circle back to this idea of trusting your body and yeah, I'd like to hear a bit more about your personal experience with what you went through to come back to trusting your body and if you're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's forever a journey. Um, yeah, I, so I, to give context with my first pregnancy, um, you know, I, I'm an athlete. I worked really hard through my, worked really hard, but really safely uh, and very intentionally through my first pregnancy and um, did the same thing through my second. And I had a very um, like mostly positive relationship with 
with my body. I was like, we're doing great. We are good at being pregnant. Um, this is my athlete mentality mm-hmm. coming through. You can mm-hmm. tell. Um, you can relate. <laughs> yeah. And then for it to end the way that it did mm-hmm. for me to lose my son, um, I just, I, I remember those first few weeks being like, you have let me down body. And it was like, it was like, we were two different beings. We were at odds with each other. We were totally disconnected. And, um, it, it, it took a lot of therapy and, um, working through just moving my body, I think was one of the biggest things that I did that really kind of helped me reconnect and just acknowledging where we were at and, um, acknowledging that I did not do anything wrong and um, my body did not fail me though. It's like something that I have to like continuously repeat to myself. Um, And it's just been a, it's been an ongoing process. It wasn't like overnight. I was like, you know what? We're Mm -hmm, fine. mm -hmm. It's great. I get you again. Um, Even now I am currently pregnant again. And um, 25 weeks and pregnancy after loss is a whole other, whole other beast. Um, And it's, it's having that conversation, reminding myself that like, I am pregnant. My baby is safe. Mm -hmm. Like I am safe and moving through those mantras Mm -hmm. and knowing that my intuition didn't fail me. Mm there were other factors. And um, my husband and I have this conversation frequently is like that we can look back at our pregnancy with Elliot, my son, and say that, you know, I I wouldn't have changed any decision that I made through that pregnancy, given the information that I had at the time, there, there was simply nothing that I would have been like, Oh, that's it. Um, Hmm. And I think that that reminding myself of that helps me not sit in this um, shame and guilt Mm. centered space. So you're pregnant again and you're right. This Mm -hmm. is, it's a totally, um, it usually is quite challenging for moms um, after loss to, to stay present to this pregnancy and not be overwhelmed by the what ifs could happen and the anxieties that can come with that. So what do you do and what are you doing if you do find yourself flooded with anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, grief, all of the things that might feel destabilizing? Yeah. Um, I think there, there are a few things that we've done um, is, is we've set up a really, really good care team. Mm-hmm. Um, our care team knows our story. Um, they were actually the same care team we had through my pregnancy with Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're working with the midwifery care model, mm-hmm. which means that we have hour long appointments to really walk through what's going on emotionally and physically, not just getting vitals. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that that's been incredibly valuable. Um, and then for me, at home when I'm not in those, you know, monthly appointments. Um, it's, if I find myself 
going what if or suddenly comparing how this baby moves to how Elliot moved then you know is is something wrong Mm -hmm. just reminding myself that these are two separate beings these are two separate pregnancies Mm -hmm. um and then going through that mantra that I kind of mentioned before that's my like middle of the night mantra is that I am safe my baby is safe I am pregnant and reminding myself what is happening right now in this moment um, because I, surely I am truly scared about the end of pregnancy. I, I won't lie about mm-hmm. that. Um, but I'm not, I can't worrying about what's going to happen in 15 weeks is not going to help me right now. So my goal is to stay as present in this time right now. So that means that I'm not doing as much of like the super fun nesting and planning that I would have done uh, with either of my other pregnancies um, that I'm really just sticking in this moment. Kind of as preventative measures. Yeah. Just not just to keep myself here right now. And yeah, not in the future. Mm -hmm. So a lot of mindfulness. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And just allowing, so if you are flooded with emotions or stressful thoughts or fearful thoughts, you're just allowing that to move through you in this moment. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, I've I've worked really hard. Um, My tendency is to kind of ignore things or like push them Mm -hmm. away Um, and, you know, drive on through. Um, but I've worked really hard through this experience to really allow space for those fears and those anxieties. Be like, you get to like fear, you get to come along for the mm. ride. You are part of this adventure. Um, you don't get to drive though. And I think that that shift has been really helpful. I, I mean, I do have to like keep knocking him out of the driver's mm. seat, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those, like we're coming to terms with it. Mm. And um, that has been a really powerful shift for me. I really appreciate you sharing all of this because I I believe that this is what moms want to hear, especially when they're going through their pregnancy the next time, Um, because it is, it it definitely can be uh, an exhausting experience in which it's like you're holding the breath until they pass the part where it's like, okay, I'm past the 20 weeks or okay, I'm past the 39 right. weeks. And it's, it's, it's strenuous work to be it's that exhausting. present and to mm-hmm. keep coming back to, I'm safe now. This is a different pregnancy. I can trust in this pregnancy. I have no control over certain factors, right? Right. It's big work and it can be, I mean, sometimes I say it can be your quickest ticket to awakening. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? To, to be in that relationship with fear in such an intimate moment-to-moment experience, uh, it, it can offer us a lot of profound insight. And that's what I'm hearing that you're experiencing. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just been, it's been, um, I've learned things about myself and about my family. Um, 
and about how the world works in, in ways that I, I really couldn't even begin to explain mm. um, through this past, you know, year and a half. Mm. Um, it's been, yeah. Mm. So is it too soon? You don't have to answer this question if it's too soon to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> Go for it. So I believe that when we're faced with hardship, when we're faced with profound grief, in which I believe that your circumstance, your situation, you would have encountered that. Um, that as we move through that experience, and if we move through that experience consciously with intention, that when we come to, quote, the other side, I, it, that's, a, that's a very loosely stated the other side, because <laughs> I don't sure. think it's something that we just leave behind. Right. But that there is a gift in the grief and I'm curious if you would say that you're experiencing or you can see the gift or if that's too soon to ask. Um, I, I guess I struggle with that. Yeah, you can be, because, be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, there, there have been, um, of course, so many, I guess you could call silver linings or gifts that have come out of this experience. Um, I, but I, but I, I don't want to justify the loss of my son with those gifts. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I would gladly hand back all of this right. <laughs> to have that baby walking around here right of now. Course. Um, but I, I will say that this experience has taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it has opened my eyes to a whole world of postpartum support that we as birth professionals were really failing our mamas mm-hmm. in um, and really failing our families, not just, not just the birthing partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, I am thankful and I'm thankful that um, it has connected me to a group of really strong and resilient and incredibly courageous people um, who have navigated this field before mm-hmm. me. And um, like, it's a club that nobody wants to join. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's filled with a lot of really amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm incredibly thankful for that, for that piece of this experience. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it would like one would justify the other though. You know, does that make sense? Absolutely. And this is an important part of the conversation to say, you know, at the word, gift or silver lining doesn't Mm. actually it's like when you said I wasn't being acknowledged in my anger it just doesn't explain what it is that one receives by going through this hardship is that what and and so what I heard you say is that you are taking in what you're learning and that you're being taught or that you've had this opportunity to become awakened to certain parts of the postpartum period that you would have never known about, but that it's like you said, it fucking sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's, that's beautifully said. And I think it's one of those where I can look back at, you know, prior to my own experience with loss Mm. and see how I showed up or didn't show up for friends who had gone through similar things and didn't know what to say Mm. and just felt awkward and weird and would just go hide away somewhere. 
And really that was the, the driving motivation behind um, creating some of these resources. We're like, okay, like both, both sides of this equation are, are hurt and confused and don't know what to do. And they both need support. Um, and I've been on both sides now. So I, I know at least better how to show up or at least that starting point of how to show up for somebody. Because everyone's experience with grief and with loss is so, so unique and so different. Um, and like we talked about earlier, things that may resonate with some mamas won't resonate or doesn't resonate with me. Um, and so really just providing, you know, mm-hmm. more resources. There's 50 postpartum recovery programs that you can find mm-hmm. like anywhere. You know, I mean, you can, you can just type in postpartum fitness into Google and you'll find a bajillion programs. Right. Um, and they're all probably going to have some really great resources and they're all probably going to speak to different people. So why don't we have that same number of resources for the amount of people that are going through loss? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm very grateful that you've come on to the podcast to talk about grief and loss and your personal experience. And in particular, your most recent experience of being pregnant again, because that's a big one that a lot of people don't talk about. And, you know, this was why I wanted to focus our conversation in particular to these programs, because I think that there's not a lot available for moms and there is a lot available for postpartum fitness. Right. (laughs) And like you said, and also postpartum nutrition, which I know is part of what you specialize in and focus on, Mm -hmm. which kind of adds a little bonus to what it is that you're um, sharing with the public in these programs, um, which is really amazing. So I think I would like to wrap us up there Um, Sure. Because, you know, we could keep diving into the nitty gritty of your lived experience. And I think that we've definitely offered a a lot for our listeners on a very sensitive topic of conversation um, that deserves an enormous amount of reverence and just presence when we're approaching it. So I really want to Um, acknowledge that in you for sharing so publicly about such a sensitive topic. Oh, and I just, I'm so thrilled to be here and really appreciate you talking about this um, because it's not something that everyone wants to talk about in the public sphere, but so many people suffer silently. So I think it's, it's can be really powerful to have these conversations. So thank you for facilitating. Oh, yes. So Liz, is there anything that you would like our listeners or a mama who is in the postpartum struggling, whether she's struggling due to, um, you know, just standard postpartum or whether she's struggling due to postpartum after loss that you would like her to know? Um, you, you just, you don't have to go through it alone. And, um, there's no, no prize for, for muscling through it. Right. Um, that there are support communities, there are guides and you, you can (laughs) take what you want and leave the rest. Um, when you get, you know, advice from people or, or when you're looking at support, take what feels good to you, leave the rest Mm. and know that you don't have to do it alone. Thank you. And so for our listeners, 
This is Liz and you can reach her at LizWintersWellness.com and I'll have all of her links to her programs in the show notes. And maybe I'll even have some links on my website to her, um, you know, supporting supporting through pregnancy loss. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. So thank you again, Liz, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And we're just going to tune tune out and thank my listeners for tuning in <laughs> to the Healing After Birth <laughs> podcast. 